stood alone in the cold gray dawn I knew I'd lost my morning sun I lost my head and I said some things Now comes the heartaches that the morning brings I know I'm wrong, but I couldn't see
Silver light that bleeds. 
it's it's more hull actually. Hull. It's hull. As in hulls. Huh? Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Like hull. hull.
That was Deer Hunter with Spring Hall Convert. We also heard David Bowie from the Hunky Dory album uh, with the track Andy Warhol. Before that, we heard The Splinter Angelic by South San Gabriel. And a classic from Charlie Rich, The Most Beautiful Girl. And we also, uh, just before that, heard once again The Flat Five, a little supergroup from Chicago, Illinois, that I could nerd out over. But, well, look them up. And the track was Blue Kazoo. Um, pardon me, I lost my place. Uh, let's see, we also heard from Wilco. We heard the song Hummingbird, and at the top we heard, once again, Israel Nash with A Coat of Many Colors. You're listening to Song and Bone at Radio Valencia.fm. Hope you're having a relaxing morning, and I hope the music is helping. All right. Uh, this is a song that uh, I have loved for some years now. Let's see. It came out in 1997, believe it or not. It is Buffalo Daughter, and the track is Daisy. Enjoy.
That was Megapus, a collaborative project between Devendra Bonhard, Gregory Rogov, Fabrizio Moretti, and Nora Georgeson. Uh, let's see. And the track was Another Mother. We also heard Polaroid with the track Changed Up, um, The Gotti Side of Town by Gangs, and if you were hearing an intermittent electric buzzy sound, it's actually an effect of the song. Uh, there's nothing wrong with your equipment. Let's hope. Uh, just before that, we heard Shintaro Sakamoto with Don't Know What's Normal, Asher Roth with the track Pot of Gold, and at the top, Buffalo Daughter with Daisy. You're listening to Song and Bone at RadioValencia.fm. We've got about half an hour left and a lot of good music. So, uh, yeah, up next, uh, New Zealand sexy man, Conan Moccasin. This is a track that I absolutely love. I've probably heard it a hundred times, and it still sounds fresh. This is I'm the man that will find you.
The inner world of a dove is complex. I'm telling ya, lovers of the air beware. But for us, it's real simple. Look. Just full of sparrows Gonna show you the way To my
That was Tumbling Down by Venus and Furs uh, from the Velvet Goldmine album. Before that, we we heard Told Slant with Green Nail Polish. And uh, we also heard Ben Sidron with It Don't Pay to Worry Like That. Uh, We also heard a great song from Philip Wusu. The track was Good Night. Uh, We also heard, God, I'm repeating myself anyway, we heard Destroyer with Trembling Peacock, and at the top again, Conan Moccasin with I'm the Man That Will Find You. You're listening to Song and Bone at RadioValencia.fm. It's a few minutes before the end of my show, and stay tuned for Pure Pop for Queer Lovers, which is up next and always fantastic. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye uh, with a Brian Ferry tune, and I think we'll be fading out on a song from Loving. Anyway, until next week... Take good care of yourself. Bye-bye.
are live in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at muniradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. (laughs) know anything about it sorry all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live. It's 8 o'clock! Yay! It's Friday night. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yes, I am wearing the cheerleading costume I wore in high school. Why am I doing that? Well, this is the show that's about funny body issues and being made fun of if you're too skinny or too fat or too whatever. And I have a cheer for it. Here we go. Give me a K! Give me an I! myself yay I was never gonna be good enough I was too fat no this is my actual high school cheerleading costume from 1991 when it, it 1991 2019 28 years ago and I wore this exact costume and I thought I was fat <laughs> 
I think that's funny now. I think that's laughable. Because I really, I wore this same costume, and it's like, I'm a fat piece of shit. I'll never be good enough. Like, what what kind of messages was I getting from the world? Uh-huh. Uh, I'll, I'll do a little origin story about my uh, eating disorder issues. When I was in kindergarten, I had a teacher at a Christian school. Isn't that lovely that the Christians are? Isn't it nice? And I had a teacher, and I was in kindergarten, and we all memorized Bible verses. And you get up to the front of the room, and you'd say your Bible verse, and everyone would get an ice cream cone. And I went up, and I said my Bible verse, and I got graham crackers. And then my teacher said, fat little girls never get anywhere in the world. You're a fat little girl. <laughs> That's why. And everyone licked their ice cream cones, and I ate my graham crackers, and they had the same amount of calories. <laughs> like, you fucking mean bitch. The ice cream cone and the graham crackers, same calories. Cool. And then, and then when I was in second grade, I remember being in this moment in vacation Bible school where I was sitting on a chair and I put my toes up so that no one could see my thighs smash and be so gross and fat. Ah! I was like in second or third grade. And then I saw this amazing episode of Different Strokes. And it was so incredible because Dana Plato, it was her birthday, and she got a birthday cake and she ate the whole thing and then she threw up. And I was like, we can just do that? That's amazing. We can just throw up all the time. Yay! I love Dana Plato, different strokes. Oh, wait, that was fiction. I was supposed to learn a lesson, not learn about bulimia. Yay! Cool. So that's my origin story. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, this is a cute little fact I learned today. 9% of nine-year-olds in the United States have thrown up because they think they're too fat. What? It's so crazy because we live in America when one-third of our people are, like, medically obese. And then we've got kids that are like, I'll never be good enough. I have to be better than my mom. We have 25 million hoarders. We have all of these diseases that are made out of excess. I just don't get it. Like, we eat, we have too much. Oh, and like, and I was bulimic and wanted to kill myself as a high schooler because white girls don't have any other issues. Like, I was so rich that I had to like hate myself. Yay. So cool. I just, I'm so confused that like, I'm so confused that uh, we have so many oh, horrible things. I mean, remember when Michelle Obama was here and she hated fat kids? Wasn't that great? She was so cool about it. She was like, she was like, oh, work out, kids, and we're gonna have healthy school lunches with like healthy foods and less salt, and let's work out together, yay! And I was like, that's so cool, Michelle. I miss you so much because I wondered about our new. Uh, first lady, Melania, Melania, how do we pronounce her name? Melania. Yeah, Melania. I don't know because she never talks. Like, I don't know what her voice sounds like or what her name is. But it, and I would think like, nobody listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. She is so skinny and pretty. Say something, (laughs) anything, something. What's like your first lady thing to stand up for and talk about, right? And I thought that she would plagiarize. Michelle and just hate fat kids too, right? And but she'd do it in a different way. She's gonna teach the kids, you know, um, how to 
I think, champion bulimia because it makes kids four times the consumer, right? Like they consume four times the food and then they're better for the economy. I think that Melania is going to really be known as an environmentalist because she's going to teach the children to vomit into the composting. You know, regurgitate, renew, recycle. We're going to use all of that compost for the wine vines in Napa because that acidic vomit, it's going to be so good. The acidic compost is going to be really good for that 2019 Pinot. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be great. Thank you, Melania, for helping the wine industry. That's the thing is it's all industry. There's so much industry that's based off our lack of self-esteem, right? Like ladies, all right? Makeup, what? Like I wasn't wearing makeup for a long time and I was calling myself a feminist, but then I, my friends gave me some um, $18 lip liner from MAC and I was like, wow, I'm just not wearing makeup because I'm poor. I'm poor, this is a class issue. This has nothing to do with me being a feminist. I just can't afford makeup. It's, friends gave me makeup, I'm like, oh, I can just so much of our economy. You know, Gillette, 1904. That's when Gillette showed up, right? When dudes used to, they used to be prided by the size of their beard because that meant that they were a great farmer and they were helping America and they were amazing. And then all of a sudden, if you didn't shave off your face, you were a poor farmer. And it was like, what are you doing? Be part of the industrialized America. Body odor's a thing now. That didn't exist. Like, everyone just smelled funny, but like, no, you gotta wear it. You gotta do something. So, men had to shave their beards. Gillette, the best man can get. Right, remember? And and like women couldn't even show their legs. Do you remember the time when if you showed your ankle, you were a dirty slut? Remember that in 1904? And now, if we don't shave from our big toe to our twat like a four-year-old girl, we're a disgusting slut. <laughs> Nobody wants to sleep with. Gross, why don't you shave? Gillette, the best a man can get. Yeah, I don't, I actually shaved my legs this morning for the first time in like five months and it was like I murdered a baby squirrel. It was, it was, I didn't even do it in my shower because I was worried about like clogging up the whole works. So I did it on my couch, like with like throwing the hair away in a responsible way. I made it into a small cat toy and threw it to my cat. He's like, ah, I love your leg hair. It's good. Uh, yay. Gillette. Did you guys know about the new Gillette razor? Do you hear about it? 17 blades for the closest shave. Right? So many blades. The 13th blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. <laughs> never. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. This is, yeah, exactly. Well, no, when I was a child, like I really was super affected by like body image. I was super bulimic for many, many years. And I just find it so funny because I really was tiny. <laughs> I was like exactly the same size as I am now. And I'm like, you dumb bitch. Why did you listen to the male gaze? I don't understand why I wasn't listening to the male gaze. I walked down the street today. I got so many comics from the comments from the male and female gaze. I finally understand catcalling, right? Because I have a cat, and I kiss it, my cat, all the time. Sir, don't come here, sir. 
he never comes. Like it doesn't work. Cat calling doesn't work. The cat never comes. Like it just, he doesn't. He'll stretch out on the floor and I want to touch him and all of his eight nipples are showing and I'm like, you are a stripper and I want to touch you. And I get super close to him and then he's also the bouncer. He's like, don't you touch my nipples. I'm like, oh, I was asking for consent. Like, I don't know in cat language what consent is. But walking down the street today, I got so many like comments. Uh, one guy, he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. And I was like, that's a compliment. That's not catcalling. That's a compliment. That was great. I felt really good about it. It was fine with me. It's like, you can... You can say that on the street to me. I like that. Uh, but another gentleman uh, said, you got a nice fit on today. And I said, that I, I am fit and I have an outfit. That works. Double entendre in cat call. Like it. And then he said, cute skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? What? what? We just changed from compliment to cat call really quickly. Also, that's kind of gross. Why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? You weirdo. <laughs> that's kind of gay. That's kind of weird, man. I don't know why you want to smell that shit. You don't want to get under there. It's not cool. Cool. So I did, I did used to have a lot of like tons of eating disorder issues and I thought I was fat and I thought I was skinny and then I thought I was, and now I'm like, yay, everything is fine. Why are we all freaking out? But this really is a big issue in the United States when we have so many problems. But one of them also happens to be that one out of every four women has eating disorders. So that was interesting to me. And also that when I put this show out and I was like, hey, who has body dysmorphia issues or who's been made fun of for these things? Guys came up to me and I was like, this isn't this. Wow. I feel like so closeted that dudes have this issue too. I feel kind of like a jerk. And but it's, I mean, that's real. Like, guys can be too skinny because you're not big enough. You're not manly enough. But girls have to be so tiny. And why aren't you more like a tiny squirrel? And, like, what's wrong with you? I don't know. 90210 fucked me up. Anybody else? <laughs> I grew up in Danville here with the San Ramon Valley. Yeah. Uh, and everyone was so perfect that we just didn't even have a scale anymore. It just got so strange. Anyways, this, this isn't funny. I'll leave you guys with one of my favorite cheers because I was a cheerleader for God. There is only one God. Andy is the sun God. Raw, raw, raw. Yeah, right? That's a good one. Yeah. I was a Christian cheerleader, and the only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is the skirts were really long, which were not sexy, uh, and then my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also... <laughs> Not sexy. <laughs> it was not something I wanted to deal with. All right, let's let's get into this shit tonight. I'm so excited you're here. We usually we sing a song before we start. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 high. We got a bong back there if anybody wants a hit. We totally have a station bong and tons of weed, so it's totally fine. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm so excited because I have no idea what's going to happen tonight. But I, I am, like, I love these themed shows. 
also, yay, I, I know there's so much fun because we get to do material that we wouldn't normally do. And like who talks about eating disorders or not even eating disorders. This isn't even about eating disorders. I had an eating disorder because those are my body issues. But tonight is like about people who are like wicked, super tall and skinny and being made fun of for that or being anything that the world expects you to be. But you're like, I'm not. And then how do I and why am I not good enough or whatever? It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Yay. We're all here. Um, I didn't make a list because I'm a terribly unorganized person. So do you guys want to like mad dog each other who know who are on the show? You guys don't even know who are on the show, actually, which is funny. <laughs> like, do the people on the show want to, or do any people are like, oh, I feel the need to go first. They're, ah, is anybody's like cute belly? Like, look, you can't even tell. Was that? All right. Hey, you guys. Your first comedian, she is a lovely human being. She's the one, actually, the reason that I started the theme of the show is that she was hosting at um, the now-defunct Sad Face uh, Hotel Utah. And I, you were doing jokes about being so skinny on stage, and I was like, wow, like, she's had it rough. And I, as a child, would have dreamed to be you because you're, like, wicked super tall, and you weigh, like, you're, like, ounces. And, like, the thigh gap is so gorgeous. Yeah. Like, you've got this fucking thigh gap. I could, like, stick my head. I could put three kittens in your thigh gap. Like, I can imagine. If I, that would have been today's thing. If I could have made a fonto, a picture of you, if I could Photoshop three kittens in your thigh gap. Put your hands together, everybody, for Gaula Finman! Is it working? Are we in? I kind of feel like I'm at a white supremacist rally. <laughs> like, are we okay? Are we allowed to be here gathering for thinness? <laughs> like, we are the supreme body type. <laughs> Give it up for thinness, you guys. That's what we're celebrating. <laughs> we'll make it complicated, <laughs> you know? If we haven't met yet, uh, my name is Gaula. Uh, People are like, did you get that name at Burning Man? <laughs> In a sense, my parents created our very own Burning Man. They had a wild time. They had seven of us. They went crazy with the names. I'm the fifth girl. They were like, first baby, girl. Sivia, Bracha, Hindi, Adel. Finally, their fifth disappointment. Let's call her Gaula. And then the boy came along, Alex. And they were just like, hello, Alex. Welcome to society. This is capitalism. That's the moment we're in now. Go enjoy it. Oh, ladies. <laughs> well, you're going to have to explain yourselves all the time, wherever you go, in an artistic way. <laughs> and so here I am, talking to you guys about the dark side of being skinny. Is there a dark side? We'll find out. But it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to like stare at myself in the mirror to be like, this is what I look like. I mean, we do it. We all, we all fucking do it. But people will tell us, you know? It's like I was in the bathroom the other day, washing my hands, and some, how's that for you? <laughs> and I hear like clicking. Somebody came in and they're like, oh, uh, am I in the wrong restroom? Because <sighs> they see this. And I'm like, oh no, just the wrong decade. <laughs> It's like, I know I'm six feet tall, very skinny, no boobs, totally flat chested, and I like a good barbershop experience. 
anyone else. But um, I'm on my period, and my nipples are really sore. So this is also my bathroom. When you're skinny, you have really small boobs, usually, unless you get a boob job, right? I uh, Well, there's some exceptions. I have a friend that um, took all her like life-saving. She was always kind of self-conscious about her boobs. Anyone else have like a period where dudes do? Felt weird about your boobs, body weirdness. She had like a little small one. This is my small one and this is my big one. Anyone else? <laughs> and she was like, I want to fix that because it's been, it's been hurting me. People have said mean things to me. And she finally had $10,000. I was like, you know what? If I had 10 grand to do anything, I'd maybe just accept my boobs and just start a movement. Hashtag diverse titty. You know, just like one big one, one little one. It's not such a big deal. But like, you guys, Ladies, men, people tell you what you look like. Like, I pissed off a guy at a bar the other day because he was like, I don't know if I can call you pretty. Hi, talking about being beautiful. And you guys are all beautiful. There's some chairs over here. You can sit on the floor if you don't want to make it hard for anyone or me while I'm doing my set. This is great. No, this is great. Yeah, they're all cute. It's great. Just like a thin what, supremacist group, just loading them in. <laughs> nice. Thin people united against curves. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to talk about? Um, yeah, I talked about. Yeah. So this, I was in, I was in a, a bar, and this guy got really pissed at me. He's like, I don't know if I can call you pretty. Mm. or handsome, you know? And I'm just like, oh, that's so hard for you. <laughs> you don't know what to do with this. It's so hard for you. Look, well, the non-gendered word I think you're looking for, sir, is ugly. <laughs> you think I'm ugly and you're pissed that I'm the only thing left in this bar for you to sexually harass. <laughs> Am I opening the channels of skinny and ugly right now, y'all? People will pick it up later. Look, if you sleep with me, that doesn't make you gay. <laughs> Dudes. <laughs> If you're begging for a pegging in your booty, <laughs> you're teetering, okay? <laughs> okay, true story. <laughs> yeah, what am I gonna talk about? Um, I was doing this, what I'm doing right now, I was looking down, walking down the street in San Francisco, and some guy goes, a confident and pretty woman should never look down. And I'm like, how, first of all, how do you know I'm pretty? I could look real fucked up and have no teeth. I'm looking down. You don't see this fucking face. I got you. They're fine. Everything's fine up here, too. But I was looking down because I, as Pam mentioned, was admiring my thigh gap. You can fit three cats in this thigh gap, according to Pam. Three little kittens would be happy in there. This is a portal. This is where all my self-worth lives, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Sometimes during the day, I just like to remind myself <laughs> of my worth, <laughs> a portal to possibility. <laughs> I worked hard for that. You know, I was walking down the street, and I'm a nanny, and I was pushing the baby, and a woman came up to me with a very inferior stroller to the one I use. And I work for really rich people. It was an up a baby, okay? And uh, she's like, you, you are so thin for just having had a baby. Ah, excuse me, I need, and I was just like, I don't want her to get close. <laughs> and I was like, I 
I'm a nanny. You created life. Have a nice day. And I like turned down a street I didn't need to go on to like run away from the mom that felt fat. And I was just like, I didn't want her to come close to me. I didn't want her to notice how haggard I am and that this thinness isn't coming from like Gwyneth Paltrow-styled self-care and health. I do nothing to deserve this. I have wide hips, and I don't gain weight here, and I just have a thigh gap, okay? I eat whatever. I, I did have an eating disorder for like a summer when I was 15 because Nicole Richie told me I was fat, right? Like, <laughs> that, that was the times. And then I like realized what a body mass index was. I was like, I'm an 18.5, anything less is clinically anorexic and skinny, so I gotta just face the facts. I'm a fucking skinny bitch with some fucking thigh gap. And then Kim Kardashian came on the scene. That second made me hate myself for not having curves. So what do we do, ladies? <laughs> just fucking, we surrender, you know? <sighs> to eat, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So my thigh gap and my thinness actually comes from having, I don't have an eating disorder, but I have Marfan syndrome. Does anyone know what that is? Yeah, it's a genetic disorder. Affects your 15th chromosome. It makes you legally blind. You can have scoliosis. And you can drop dead of a heart attack at the age of 35. But people, it also gives you thigh gap. <laughs> so if I want to rock on the tenderloin for the next five years until I drop dead, just Taking what God has given me, I'm gonna fucking do that. <laughs> Nobody's as tall as, there's no people with Mar fans in here, right? Cause I would, I just wanna like, if there was, we could just shake hands and I could just stay on the stage at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> we could just shake hands and then I'd like pull you on the stage cause I wanna start a mutant army. <laughs> Anyone with any kind of mutated disorders, we could just fucking take over the world First rule, nothing happens before noon, because we're fucking sleepy. Naps all the time. <laughs> we could just sloth our way into success, you know? Just fucking take over the world by doing less. <laughs> Those are my people. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that is all I have to talk about. <laughs> um, so give it up for your incredible host and babe, cheerleader, Pam Benjamin. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, I did shave my legs, I said, for the first time in five months, so that's lovely. But I only shaved up to my knee, so I have no idea what the rest of it looks. I didn't shave my... This is. It might look like a spider is running across my legs, but no, that's just my pubic hair. I have, I have so much pubic hair, it looks like a hair skirt. Like, I'm... I'm not nervous to be naked in front of people. I I have pubic hair that's so long and old. It's been around longer than many comedians have been doing comedy. <laughs> it's like three-year-old pubic hair. Like, I want to keep it. One of them today, like, really came out. Fing! Like, it really came out. Fing! And it was super silver. And I, like, kind of tugged on it for a minute. And I was like, no, I'm just going to let you stay there. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a lot of power in that silver. Fing! Cool. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let society make me trim my pubes. <laughs> ah, there's power in the pubes, baby. Okay. 
I, I hope your next comedian has pubic hair. Let's bring up, a, do guys have pubic hair? They, have they lasered it off yet? Have guys done it too? Like, is everybody so against pubic hair that they're like, you have to laser your balls now. Is that happening? Are dudes lasering their balls? I don't, I don't watch porn. I have no idea what's happening. Um, so I, I don't. Do they, do they laser, do, are there, does anyone have a shorn scrotum? Is that? I don't know. It's waxing. Males wax their balls? Now that's amazing because I'm afraid to wax because of the pain. But wow, on the ball sack. I thought men, I, I mean, if men can do that with their ball sacks, they might actually be able to handle childbirth. That's amazing. I'm impressed with millennials now. They're like into the pain. Let's get it done. Uh, all right. Uh, let's bring up your next comedian. Where I see him back there. Dan, Dan, are you ready? What? Uh, I believe he might have been a diminutive boy uh, that might have been made fun of for his non-large size. I'm just guessing. Unless you were like this tall since you were seven. I don't know how that works. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Aganaga. Yeah. It's a funny story. I used to be 6'4". <laughs> it's, it's, something happened. I don't know. Uh, no, but thank you very much, Pam, for that intro. Uh, I love it how you say my name correctly. I think you're the only person who could say my name correctly. It's Agi Naga. Agi Naga. Kind of sounds Japanese, right? A little bit, right? The weird thing about that name is some people even expect to see a Japanese person after they hear that name, which once made for uh, quite the awkward job interview. This actually happened. Yeah, I guess HR didn't do their homework, thought they were going to be interviewing someone Asian, and then I show up, and they realize they're interviewing someone lazy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm Caucasian. Uh, I'm very Caucasian, I've, st I've started to realize. Like, I'm like water polo white, you know? Like, I look like someone put a water polo player in the dryer. Like, essentially, that's, that's essentially what I look like. Now, speaking of that, um, this happened to me last week in Oakland. I work in Oakland, and I was walking on the street, and a kid points to my face and goes, yo, you got the face of the Stanford rapist. Can you believe that? He thought I was still in college. <laughs> still got it. Little cutie was just paying me a compliment. No, I am very young looking for my age. I'm 33 years old. Pam, you think I look like 23 or something like that? And it translates back all the way to high school when I was, so I'm 33, I look 23, so when I was 13, I looked like a fetus, I guess. <laughs> that was actually my nickname in high school, no joke, it was fetus. Yeah, I was so little, I was five foot one, I weighed 97 pounds, and about 96 of those pounds was all in my head. <laughs> I had a really big head, my head hit puberty before my body, I looked like a walking lollipop, it was awful. Uh, I looked like Mr. Garrison if he was shorter, yeah. Um, and it was uh, it was tough. It, it, I miss those days, though, when bullies would, you know, say mean things to your face. You know, now you don't have that anymore. Now they're just hiding behind a screen. <laughs> you know, the good old days. Yeah. Bullies made fun of you for weird things back then, obviously for what you looked like. But also, I don't know if anyone relates to this. Bullies would make fun of you if you didn't know about something. Because Google didn't exist, right? <laughs> Seriously, and usually it was always like slang related. I remember my, uh, this bully named Lori Yates, that's his real name. Uh, he went up to me and he, he totally fooled me. He goes, hey Dan, you're not straight, are you? 
And he said it like that, right? So he set me up. And I was 12 years old. I didn't know what straight was. I was like, no. He's like, you're gay. You're gay. I'm like, <laughs> I just like wanted to kill myself after that. Back then, yeah, nowadays, if that would have happened, I would be like, excuse me, Lori. I have to go to the bathroom. And then just look up what straight meant. <laughs> Come out and be like, hey, Lori. I am straight. I'm straight as a motherfucker. And then just been done. All right, let's move on from that. Um, no, so uh, I'm a, what you would call a late bloomer. That's That was what kind of what was responsible for how I looked in high school. Uh, I feel like late bloomer is just a nice way of saying your body is lazy. You know? Because, like, I didn't want to be a late bloomer. My body decided to be a late bloomer. I wanted to grow pubes. If it was up to me, I wanted to grow pubes when I was, like, six. But... <laughs> And I think the reason why my body held back for so long is because it knew once I'd hit puberty, I would just, like, abuse the shit out of it. <laughs> right? Because think about it. Like, before puberty, that's, like, the honeymoon period between you and your body. Right? The worst thing you could do to your body before puberty is, like, what? Scrape your knee from playing outside? Now, after I hit puberty, I, you know, fill it up with drugs and alcohol and fucking yank on my pecker for probably twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if my body and I were in a relationship, it would have left me a long time ago. Yeah, when I pulled out the Purell to jerk off with, I think that was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that actually happened too. I was like, yeah, it's wet, it'll be fine. <laughs> nope, felt, my dick felt radioactive. <laughs> yeah, it was like if Spider-Man got bit on the wiener. Uh, Anyways, yeah, my lazy body. Uh, there was um, a pro, though. I, uh, so I hated going through the awkward phase. It was really painful for me. Uh, but about five years ago, uh, I kind of got over it, finally, because there was an article that came out in the New York Post about a priest at a, a prestigious Catholic school in New York, that's where I'm from, uh, who molested a bunch of kids for decades. And this priest, I know this priest very well. I was actually an altar boy at this school. We had hung out a bunch of times. And guys, during those two years I was an altar boy, not once did he try to fuck me. Not once. So, my awkward phase saved me from getting molested. That's how ugly I was. I was so ugly, the pedophile looked at me and goes, mm, let's wait. Let's wait, let's let him develop a little bit. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, man, I was obsessed. With, so I was a late bloomer. All my friends, like, their bodies were just like, yeah, pew, 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 pew. And, and my body was just like, mm, snooze. Uh, and it sucked, man. I remember, like, when I had, like, a little... Does anyone watch Big Mouth? The show Big Mouth, right? Like, I'm, like, basically Nick, like, that character. Like, I was obs I wanted pubes so badly. I remember when I grew, like, two armpit hairs, I would, like, lick it. So it would look like it was like four armpit hairs. <laughs> oh my God, this is all too real, Pam. Thanks for having me. Uh, and uh, no, and pubes. I, I wanted pubes so badly. Like I remember, like when you when you're pubeless, you just see the world differently. <laughs> you do. Like so, I remember a, a very specific example. I went to a baseball game. And I remember I had to go pee, so I went to the urinal. And I think guys will understand this in the audience. You know how there's like always a healthy garnish of stray pubes like on the urinal? <laughs> Girls, do you know this? If you don't know this, basically pretty much every single urinal in the world has like a patchy like, like guy from the mission beard, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
And nowadays I just see that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna piss and move on with the rest of my life. But back then, I was sincerely amazed. I looked down at those pubes and I was like, Jesus Christ, people are giving these away? <laughs> Broke my heart. <laughs> Thought about taking a couple, but I didn't. <laughs> this has more awes than laughs. Um, but I, di I did finally hit puberty, spoiler alert, I'll have you know. And uh, I trim now, not to brag. And uh, hit my growth spurt too, that was a big thing for me. Now I'm a whopping five foot nine inches tall, or as a lot of ladies put it, ooh, almost. <laughs> yeah, five nine's an interesting height, I think, for a guy, because I don't really feel like I've belonged, ever belonged to a height group, you know? Like the talls never really accepted me. Neither did the shorts. And that was my safety school too, that one hurt. Yeah, no, it wasn't accepted by the shorts either. I'm just sort of this like weird in-between. I'm like a vertical orphan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think if there was ever a war between all the tall people and the short people in the world? I don't know where I would fall under that, like what side I'd be on. I'd probably be the referee. You know, I'm like the vertical equivalent of Switzerland. And uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to ref a war. Uh, I just, I don't know, whenever I see referees, they look, aside from like the crazy parents who give them shit on the field, like I think refs, it looks like a fun time. It's just exercise and get to, I don't know, it's just a fun time. Like, and I love it when referees at the beginning of a boxing match, they get the two people together, you know? I would love to do that for the tall versus shorts war. I could be like, all right, let's bring it together here. I want a good clean war. Talls, keep the teasing to a minimum. Shorts. No biting. <laughs> okay? Just punch with your legs. I don't know. Yeah. I would cheer for the shorts in that war. I just, I feel like they need the win. Yeah, tall people have had it easy for too long. Tall guys have had it easy for way too long, right? Just way too easy. Because they've always been able to attain those hard to reach things in life. You know, like shelves or, um, what's that other thing? Uh, pussy? <laughs> Tall guys and pussy are just big fans of each other. That's why I always found it so silly when uh, a tall guy joined a dating app. How lazy is that? <laughs> You're tall. The world is your dating app. Just go outside somewhere and stand. <laughs> and then you could left and right swipe women's faces as they walk up to you. <laughs> That's your app. Yeah, ladies want that NBA jizz. Um, yeah, that tag wasn't necessary. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I don't know. Tall people on dating apps, I think it's so silly to me. Uh, I'd be a lot taller if I was on a dating app. I could guarantee you that much. I would. Yeah, no, I would uh, probably boost it up to 5'10", maybe even 5'11", if it's boot season. No. I love boots. They're just like, they're like the spanks for short men. I love them. There's so much lift. Yeah. Hmm. Boots. <laughs> what the fuck was I going to tell you guys about? Boots. Oh, no. So I've never been on a dating app, actually. Um, I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying I feel like I'm better than you. And uh, no, I've always, and I, even when I was single, I always appreciate, I always liked going out and like meeting girls at bars. I just liked like that raw dog dating style, you know, like no screen in between us. I'll, I'll end on this with you guys. Uh, the term raw dog, right? It's a pretty gross term. It's, it's really nasty. Uh, and my parents are from Brazil and my dad, he speaks perfect English, but sometimes he doesn't know some of these slang terms. So uh, I'd say like two years ago, he calls me up out of nowhere and he goes, Daniel, 
I heard a new word today, and I, uh, I want to know what it means. I'm like, all right, what's the word? He goes, it's a raw dog. I'm like, okay, how'd you hear this? And he goes, my coworker went up to me and goes, Carlos, I raw dogged the shit out of this girl last night. I'm like, that's, he used it correctly. It's very <laughs> direct. And he goes, what does this mean? And so after I finish chuckling to myself, I go, well, dad, uh, raw dog uh, is basically when two people have sex without a condom. And then he's just sort of a little quiet on the end there. I could hear him thinking. He just goes, hmm, when I was your age, we just called that love. Aww. He made raw dog romantic, you guys. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. Thanks a lot. Dan Aganaga, yay! He's never been on a dating app. You can clap for that too. Yay! You, you're like a, you're like a little, what's it called when no one else does that? Uh, snowflake, unicorn, a unicorn. Yes. Uh, no, snowflake is everybody melting in the sun. Uh, I'm also, I'm also a unicorn. I've never been on the dating apps, and I find it very silly. And I've had friends who've said like, well, you know, dating, you need to raise the bar. And then some people are like, no, no, no. When it comes to dating, you need to lower the bar. And I'm like, meet at the fucking bar. Isn't that how everybody does it? Like that's how I do it. I don't understand these dating apps. Just go to a bar. Yay. Sorry, I'm an alcoholic, so it's much easier, I guess, for me. Uh, your next comedian, she's so funny. Oh, I know I didn't, I haven't told anybody any list or anything. I've just been like, good luck. You're up next. Have fun with it. Uh, she's so funny and she's going to have a great time. You guys are going to love her, everybody. Maria DePlutis. Yay. to use protection so I am like the token not skinny person here which is uh, there, there's no joke there it's just a fact it's okay we can laugh it's okay to not be skinny I went and sat here so the guy behind me is like great the one comedian I actually get to see is the one that isn't skinny it's life Ooh, look at this though huh weight loss goals <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Just two people want to know? Let's try it again. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Well, so <laughs> the chicken was a stand-up comedian, uh, and the chicken had been kind of having a bad day. Like her, her clothes are a little tight. This isn't about me, by the way. The chicken's not me. Chicken is a separate person. Her clothes are a little tight. You know, she ate a whole burrito. She felt a little bloated. Anyways, uh, she, she did a set at a show and it didn't go that great. And she wasn't feeling good, you know. 